We all know that person, the loud one, the center of attention, the one who is always right. We all have worked for or with an egomaniac. What is an ego? Your ego is your conscious mind, the part of your identity that you consider yourself. Although the word ego often carries a negative connotation as in egocentric or egotistical, in actuality, the ego has both positive and negative aspects. From the positive perspective, ego simply means a solid, healthy, and strong sense of self. One of the biggest reasons why ego is your enemy is that it keeps you out of touch with reality. Your ego is what prevents you from hearing critical but necessary feedback from others. Ego makes you overestimate your own abilities and worth and underestimate the effort and skill required to achieve your goals. And when it comes to relationships or situationships, the ego often plays a huge part. Because I find with some friends and even myself in some cases that the underlying issue was dating with the ego instead of the heart. While the ego seeks comfort and contentment, the ego seeks approval and validation, being drawn to men who posed a challenge in some way, essentially winning a guy's attention and affection, even just for the short term, would make a person feel good. In the past, after finally, you know, winning them over, I tended to get bored and found that it was only a matter of time before I moved on to the next one. When we talk about someone as having a a big ego, we're actually describing their sense of self or their self-image, which is influenced by many different factors, including our pride, our defense mechanisms, self-esteem, social status, and past experiences. So when we negatively refer to someone as having a big ego, we usually mean they have a high opinion of themselves, that they think that they are the best, the most worthy, that theirs is the most important opinion, or in many cases, that they are always right, even when they are actually wrong. Of course, self-perception doesn't always mirror the truth. The other problem with big egos in the workplace is that they can ultimately cause harm to people who have to endure them as much as targeting other people by putting them down or insulting them to achieve an ego boost. Typically, egomaniacs manifest themselves in the workplace as those individuals who refuse to admit when they are wrong and may diminish others' achievements or attempts to undermine their coworkers' accomplishments by sabotaging or derailing projects through passive-aggressive behavior. In any company, you will have professional disagreements with coworkers. It's a given. It's normal. But you can't make it personal. You have to do what is right for the company as opposed to what is best for you or your own department. Some people haven't learned this, you know, to some people, their career is about their ego, the title, the power, the validation, whatever they need to feel good about themselves. Go ahead and reference uh, climbing up the greasy pole for more on that. Uh, Ultimately, when you're dealing with an egomaniac at work, you can't let your own ego get in the way. You know, there are some people out there who just play the game better. They like the game. They live for the game. They are always in competition with their colleagues and their peers. I have just learned that the only person you should ever be in competition with is yourself. I feel like I have a strong ego, but I don't think like in a bad way. Like I know I've worked hard to get where I am in my life, like not just professionally or financially, but I can know, I know my, my ego gets bruised too. You know, it gets bruised easily. And I think that I have a strong sense of who I am and I'm proud of my accomplishments, but I can also be very insecure. And most of the time I can't say that I'm necessarily like an ego maniac, you know? Um, But ego in relationships is hard because when you get ignored by a guy or a girl that you like, it can make you feel bad. But like, are you heartbroken or is it just like a bruise on your ego? Everybody hates any and all forms of rejection. (laughs) But sometimes us females, we take it to a whole new level. You know, we're afraid of the smallest hint of rejection. You know, if you're crushing on a guy and he doesn't say hi to you that day, bam, you just ruined your whole fucking day without even knowing it. 
it's like those memes when the couple's like laying in bed and she's like, he's probably thinking about other women, but his little thought bubble is like the stupidest thing ever, like fucking dinosaur Buzz Lightyear. But, you know, I'm not trying to say that men or women don't intentionally play games and, you know, they don't say hi to each other to see who's going to actually say hi first or if they'll get a text after. Maybe the girl throw up a little thirst trap picture to see if he likes it. Everyone plays games. Okay, I just actually had this conversation with a friend the other day, you know, about sending like (laughs) sending Instagram message, but then unsending them if the crush doesn't respond fast enough, like she overthinks it for so long and then unsends it because what if he read it in like a preview notification and he doesn't want to open it because he thinks you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Girls are fucking crazy. Okay. We're all nuts. We do this shit. Um, but what about a different situation where your side piece gets a boyfriend or the guy that you're sleeping with is hanging out with other women, but you're not being exclusive. So how can you expect them to be? You know, are you sad that he's living his life and like hanging out with other girls? Or are you just upset that you are not the only one he has his eye on? regardless of the answer honestly you just can't help how you feel like it's okay to be bummed about the guy or the girl you like even if the circumstance doesn't necessarily allow you to express it to them i mentioned ego at work i had a situation years ago where i had a job duty taken from me and given to someone else and at the time i was super upset about it like looking back the only the other person had like so much more experience with that task and honestly deserved to have that responsibility more than me and when I talked to my boss about it, I was like, hey, like I really wanna keep this, this task for myself. He was like, well, why don't you guys just do it together? You could learn more, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. I just, you know, I know this person has more experience. And like my ego, it just like shut me down so much. And I never sat with that person or tried to learn more about that specific task because my ego was hurt. You know, I thought it was personal and it wasn't. It was what made sense for the company. You know, looking back, obviously, I wish I would have put my pride to the side and sat down and invested my time into that task. You know, even if you get passed up for a promotion or a raise, like 99% of the time, it's because the other person put in more time and more energy into their job. And that's that's sometimes hard to accept, you know, and of course, obviously, there's that 1% chance that, you know, that guy or girl literally sucked your boss's dick for that promotion. But hey, you know, now you know how to get a job, <laughs> get ahead of that job. Um, so I did some research on how someone becomes egotistical. And as ironic as it may sound, most egotistical people don't have a very positive self-image. They actually recognize their insecurities and attempt to camouflage these insecurities by forcing a false persona, one of competence and confidence. And it's a desperate attempt to conceal their real state of mind. And that makes perfect sense because for all the years in middle school and high school where I might have looked like I was full of myself, I was actually really insecure and I was putting on this front of confidence. So you can spot an egotist easily. You know, they're loud, obnoxious. They don't take interest in holding conversations that they're not the center of. Yes, most of the time these individuals are actually very successful, but their unquenchable and often irrational desire to supersede anyone, it remains evident. Unsurprisingly though, many egotists believe that their way is the best way and the only way. If an egotist detects a loss of control, often they perceive it as an act of disrespect. They're quick to become angry and defensive. So if this is you, there are ways to kill your ego. First, you have to take on a beginner's mindset. There's a quote that says, it it is impossible to learn that which one thinks one already knows. You know, always stay the student. Put yourself in rooms where you are the least knowledgeable person. Observe and learn. That uncomfortable feeling, that defensiveness that you feel when your most deeply held assumptions are challenged, do it deliberately. Let it humble you. 
You know, when it comes to your ego and rejection in your love life, don't take it so personally. The only reason we suffer the sting of rejection is because we feel emotionally attached to a person. Had we no emotions towards them, their rejection would mean nothing to us. If you see your crush talking to another girl, so what? It's not going to make him like you if you get jealous or make a passive aggressive like comment about it or act all fucking psycho. And you know, honestly, like Jillian Michaels said, a bad day for your ego is a great day for your, your soul. Have some humility. You can hit me when it's up, but what's up? You can hit me when it's up, but what's up? You can hit me when it's up, but what's up?